0: Welcome back to the Age Gap Realness Podcast.
1: Age Gap Realness.
0: Woo! There is some real age gap between the two of us. Funny story, I was at a bachelorette party recently and a couple of my friends were talking about our podcast and my Instagram talking about age gaps. And I guess one of their husbands, no he's a boyfriend, one of their boyfriends asked if we really have 25 years between us. And I was like... Wouldn't that be so sad if it was actually 23? Did offend you? No. They, no, no, no. He was just like. They were
1: saying you look
0: so old? No, that they were implying that you looked old. No, oh, I wait. looked young. Oh, well, she didn't say. I, th- I think he actually <laughs> thought they, that. Were they saying I think he you looked that there older than you years. were? Or Shut were they up.
1: thinking I looked younger? I don't know. Did you qualify it?
0: Well, he knows. He was in my college class, so he knows how old I'm I am. i kidding.
1: Yeah, I think So I know. guess it
0: would have been younger for you. But he he didn't say like <laughs> if it was 30 years. I don't know. Anyway, do you like my new lipstick? I love it. Do you? I bring this up. I am I just purchased the two-faced line with the collaboration of Erica Jane slash Erica Girardi, who, for those of you who don't know who she is, Brandon is looking at me like a deer at the headlights. She is one of the cast members on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she has an age gap relationship of I think 25 or 30 years. I'm normally not an orange lipstick person. Normally no, I'm like a pink awesome. person. Awesome However, right. I had to support a fellow age gap woman, and her book is amazing. It's called The Pretty Mess. And she talks about how she's kind of created this persona called Erica Jane. You've never seen her, but she's like this, this EDM, like sex goddess in these, um, in this music world. However, her role as Erica Girardi with her husband, like he is this very prestigious lawyer. And he uh, he's very conservative. And so she has, like, these two personas that he fully supports her with. And she wrote a book called The Pretty Mess. One of the chapters is all about their age gap and how she met him, how he has supported her, how he has loved her, and what that has looked like. Because on the show, it, he's not really... A part of it because there's a lot of drama and, you know, he he holds a specific position. So anyway, long story short, go support Erica, our fellow H gapper and Erica Jane with her new line with Too Faced. The lipstick is amazing. And all of the stuff is actually really hilarious because she's raunchy AF. And her stuff is appropriately titled with raunchy things that I don't even know I could say because I get nervous knowing that your dad listens to this podcast. <laughs> So, well, for that sake, I will yeah. not share what the names Thank of you. her stuff is, but it's amazing.
1: All right. Uh, glad, glad you got that out there.
0: Oh. Did I? Yeah. So now.
1: Yeah. You've moved this way. Yeah, Instead so of moving I, the heater, you move towards it. So,
0: part it. of the screen. Oh, okay. I don't think you
1: want that. See
0: how screen is partially in there? Yeah. I mean, I don't really care.
1: Okay. Well, move, fix it. Let's just fix a little it. But no, just, just fix it a little bit. And then move your – stop moving this way. Move your heater towards you. Oh,
0: goodness. <laughs> all right. I actually probably want to keep – look at the great pictures you. I actually probably want to keep all of this in for the recording because I think okay. this is funny. I just didn't watch you after the fact. To, to, to be to like, shift. Will, what the hell? Plus
1: now when I look at your monitor, I can see this amazingly good-looking guy behind you.
0: <laughs> this guy? Yeah. This is such a cute picture. I love this photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think okay. we should leave this in. All right, all right. Whatever and and want do. the other thing that I want to note because I'm free,
1: so my opinion doesn't count. Because
0: anymore. I am very chatty today, uh, is around what is he laughing at? <laughs> Three stars. Oh yeah, Brennan's still pissed that somebody <laughs> gave our podcast a three-star review, so he's just shutting up and letting me talk. Uh, the other thing I want to note is guys we don't edit content out of this podcast and and my future goal is to get our production up to where it's actually live so that people intuitively understand that there's no editing but like we're not clipping things like this is all brandon kind of sits down and i tell him what we're talking about today sometimes he loves it sometimes he hates it depends on the day he always loves it every time but every time afterwards he always asks was that even good So if you Well, could, after getting three
1: stars, I'm paranoid. Oh,
0: yeah, that's true. All right. So today's topic is a fun one. Today's topic is us talking about the presumption and how we handle the presumption of people thinking that I'm your daughter. <laughs> right. Isn't that a good one? Yeah, I mean, we have you so know many what's good weird stories.
1: Is, yeah, what's weird is I don't think there's been a single incident that I can think of. Well, yeah, there's been a couple of little ones where I think it's funny. Like when we were checking into the ticket, when we were checking into the game, and and the or checking in at the airport, and they said to me, um, is "Wait, your... can I
0: set the scene for this? Yeah. Is this the airport to yeah. go to Italy?" Yeah. All right. So Brandon and I are fresh off a flight from Portland to New York because from New York to Rome, we are flying on my first private air flight ever with 50 other couples. That we do not know. I didn't know any of them. Brandon had met a few of them before, but there's this private airport situation where we're grabbing drinks before we get on this flight with all of these strangers around us. And some of them are prestigious people, like authors of books that Brandon has read. I didn't know anybody. And we're standing at this bar that's rather large and it's quiet in this room. And the bartender asks Brandon for his drink order and then turns to, and no, yeah, he asked you, I'm. Butchering the story, he asked you what your drink was, and then he asked you what would your daughter like to have.
1: Yeah, it was pretty funny. No, it was but the more recent mortifying. one I was talking about the oh, when when oh. we were going when we were going through the uh, when we were at the airport and we were going through the where they scan you in before you get on the airplane and they oh said, this was just last week last week and so I walked in and I gave them my for emergency row seat, seating and the lady says is your daughter over the age of uh. sixteen. <laughs> I I turned around, I looked, and then all the people in line were all like looking at the two of us. And the lady was like, not going to give you your ticket until you verified if you were over 16 or not.
0: (laughs) I mean, that is a compliment.
1: I agree. I, you know, but I think those are funny situations. I think um, we had some serious situations in the past, but I I think, you know, it's funny. It's just like what we talked about in the last podcast uh, series, mindsets. I think when we were insecure about our age gap relationship, we found more people uh, looking at us strange or commenting to us or listening to the comments. And we've moved so far beyond that, that the people we spend our time around, we don't recognize their age gaps. They don't recognize our age gaps. It's pretty funny because our jeweler, who's a dear friend of ours. Mm, yes. um, he, he and I were talking, and they, they listen to the podcast. They watch the shows. I mean, they're dear friends. And, and he says, it's just we can relate so well. Now, we've been friends with them for four years, three years, I guess, three years now. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, well, that's great. I said, what, what's your guys' age gap? Now, we've gone to dinner. We've hung out with them. I, I, I intuitively didn't think there was a 20-year age gap between he and his wife. I just I, I don't see that when we're with them because we enjoy our time with them. So I, I think to me,
0: I would just like to note to this couple on like verbally that we've had many conversations about their age gap. I know, maybe, I, maybe it's
1: cause I don't see it. I don't care. I
0: definitely knew that you guys had an age gap. You don't look it, but like I want to acknowledge that we've had many conversations about this just so that you guys don't feel like we have, you know, some sort of disorder where we don't remember important <laughs> conversations. Hey, listen, you if share you share stuff with you us
1: threw a, a lipstick, add into this show for someone that you're proud of. So I'm just going to say anybody who's looking for remarkable jewelry, the best most beautiful jewelry in the world, my buddy Peter Marco in the Triangle in Beverly Hills. Check him out.
0: He's the guy. All right. So you're meeting new people. If
1: you're not living in Arizona and you want to go see our friend Jacqueline.
0: Oh yeah. Really the <laughs> both of them it's it's hard to it's hard to choose. Both make amazing jewelry. Uh, back to the topic for today. So you're in a social situation and somebody asks, is she your daughter? What I'd like to talk about on the podcast is two things. One, how do you handle it when it happens? So what do you do? What are tips that we can give people for just what, like how to engage? Second thing I'd like to talk about is what do you do to prevent the question from happening? Make sense? Sure. All right. So I think that we should talk about the two separate types of people or s- types of situations that somebody asks, is she your daughter? Because I think one is based off of just not knowing your example of the airport and my example of the airport. It's funny that both happen around planes. Uh, is I think it, there's a, a, a serious confusion around it. There have also been other times and also other situations where – it's it's meant it's delivered with
1: Sarcasm some shittiness inten- yeah, yeah, yeah with with
0: just you know like a little bit of it's like a zinger so i think you need to handle the two situations separately and usually
1: you know that one because it's like oh is this your daughter yes. they, they usually have some mm. some extra little intentionality behind the totally. question you can catch it in the tone versus yes oh you and your daughter you can, like, it's just kind of an innocent flow, yeah.
0: Yeah, one of them's innocent and one of them is to Potential. embarrass you. Yeah. So let's talk about the innocent one first because I like to talk about the good before the bad. So you're at one of these situations and somebody just asks, what what does your daughter want to drink? What is your tip for how you respond?
1: Vodka soda. <laughs> <laughs> With a splash of cran. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I care who they think you are? I know eventually, if they're watching, they'll oh my figure it God. out.
0: Okay, maybe like uh, let me let me give you a different scenario. Uh, somebody, we're at a charity event, and we're going to make friends with these and people. And somebody says,
1: "Oh, nice to meet you. Is this your daughter?"
0: Yes. Yeah. Innocently.
1: Yeah, innocently. You look at him and you laugh and you go, "No, this is my fiance." And uh, Natalie, this is whoever, and we're, you know, this is my fiance Natalie, and, and you just don't even acknowledge it. Like, why?
0: You think you shouldn't acknowledge it? I like to acknowledge it. My go-to well, no, is always- Well, your go-to is to
1: do it in front. So, so what we would do- No, no,
0: no. I don't want to go there yet. Okay. I want to just talk about if it happens. My go-to when somebody has said that is always to laugh and to make sure that they don't feel uncomfortable. So what I do is I acknowledge the situation once they've said that. I'm like, but I could be. I say, no, I'm actually his fiance. But I could be his daughter. Like, there's a same age. Yeah, difference. And I, I do that
1: too. I go, this is my fiance, but she could be my daughter. Yes, yeah. I want to make sure. Laugh. Yeah, but you got the pulling that off and letting somebody know that you're you're you because what you really want to do in that situation is not have them feel embarrassed. Totally. And so in that particular situation, you laugh and usually like I'll put my arm on theirs and laugh and go, no, she could be, but this is actually she's my fiance and I and. And then they go, oh! And then you can tell they're a little embarrassed. The mm. people that are sincere about that are, are like, oops, you know.
0: Yes, and then you just say something that's super self-deprecating. Make it funny. Afterwards. Yeah, make it
1: make it funny for them, and don't take it offensively. They didn't mean it, right? Um, and uh, and and laugh it off, and then just steer the conversation where you want it to go.
0: And really, when I think about the highest version of myself, that's how you should handle anybody who says that. However, when somebody who is purposely being shitty says it I'm a lot less uh apt to respond in such a like airheady way like in in like a self-deprecating way I'm I I don't want to let them off the hook as easily as the other people How would you think that I do that? I know that I do that, but I don't know exactly what I do. You mean with
1: people who are being throwing zingers at us? Yes.
0: So maybe I should recap. The tip for the somebody who's being nice but just accidentally made the mistake is to say something funny, to make a joke, to somehow bring brevity or bring lightness into the situation, and to just. let yeah, and say hey, hook.
1: we you know honestly we get that all the time, so no yes. big deal. Like we're used to it, and uh, anyway, this you know, and just just move through it.
0: Yes, ask them uh, a great question. I do
1: the first time you asked me though when you said like when it happens accidentally, I don't even acknowledge it. I don't care. Like if like at the airport, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I, I think honestly, at this point, whenever somebody does it completely accidentally, like a bartender or or at a restaurant or getting on the airplane, I laugh, I just think it's funny. Because
0: they really are sincere. And the funny thing is that there's truth to it. There's absolute truth to it. And if
1: you're a 70 year old lady checking in a 25 year old girl, uh, a lot of, you know, if you're older, they don't really have the depth perception of how old you are anyway. Like it's pretty
0: Brandon. No, no, I'm
1: saying that there are people that, okay. So if you have a job, think of it this way. If you have a job, and you're an older person, and you're seeing thousands of people all day long. They're just coming through the system. You're not really paying attention to what they look like. You're not really in your mind going, oh, what age do you think that person is or that person? Yeah. yeah, So so the older you get, the younger people look. That's what I'm saying. And so when you're in a situation where you're funneling lots of people through the system, young ladies or young men are going to look like young ladies and young men. It's like I get carded if we go somewhere, I think is even more hilarious. When I get carded, you and I are out. And oh they, yeah,
0: they force him because they, they, they ask. Get, they
1: ask for yours and mine. they see you're 25 and they're like, "Sir, we're going to need to see yours." And I'm like, "I'm at that point, it's like I'm twice her I age." I they what just are you do about? it
0: to make you feel good. Yeah, I'm like, probably, I hate to break it to you, sweetheart. I really hate to break it to you, but I I think that they're just you know trying to be nice.
1: So I think when somebody it happens by accident, you just laugh it off. Don't acknowledge it. Don't who cares. Um, have fun with it yes. when somebody's being a turd is your next question. I love that you
0: use the word turd. You well done because this?
1: we've been in situations to where I mean, there's three. There's three ways this happens. Oh, there's three. Comple- I thought there were only two. No, completely innocent. The person that's the turd, and then the aggressor, because we've had situations where people have oh yeah, let's talk okay. aggressive. So, so, so we talked talk- about the person that's done it by accident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then so let's now get we're into talk about the person that.
0: That is intentionally like one time somebody at one of your work events who was actually a client yep. of yours came up to us and asked if I was your daughter. And she did it in front of a group of other people and she very well knew that I was yeah, not your daughter. Because she knew
1: me and she knew that I had – she knew who my daughters were. She was she was doing it as a zinger.
0: Yes, she was doing it to upset yeah. me and to get a reaction out of yeah. me and us. Yeah. I, you handled – The conversation and I still remember you making light of it. However, I did not laugh. I I didn't play it off. I just I I think that that type of thing is in many ways unacceptable to shame somebody in such a passive aggressive way.
1: And you could tell it was an attempt to shame because it was very intentional and it, it was done with that. Oh, is this your daughter? Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, she maybe didn't sound like that. Yeah, but, but I mean, that's I how that's how
1: I kind of hear it. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I, I can tell when it's, um, you know, what I just laughed and said, no, I can see why you would make that mistake, but this is my fiance. Yeah, you were a lot more gracious to me. I first of all, it was a client, but the the other yeah, thing, it strange. was a client's wife. It, it wasn't actually the client. Okay. Um, so
0: I didn't even ask her name after no, that. No, I, I just know. It not it, It's
1: your relative. We've had it happen in other situations. Yes. Um, I think how we would have maybe handled that at the beginning of the relationship when we were feeling insecure about it mm-hmm. um, and how we handle it now is dynamically different And the value of this podcast is to give people the the in my view is to give people the security and confidence that you can start handling it the right way from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You can bypass the insecure because who cares It is what it is. Mm-hmm. If you're okay with it, who cares what other people think? Mm-hmm. So uh, when they're throwing zingers, I almost now treat it the same way I do to the person who's accidentally done it. I just laugh it off and make and say, "Oh yeah, we get that all the time." No, this is my fiance Natalie because I just know they're being douchey. Mm-hmm. And
0: I think early on it's very hard not to feel judged for it, and so. What I would recommend doing, especially if it's at a work event or something that you have to kind of keep your composure at, I, I would do whatever I could to remind myself the support that we have in other places. We're not—you're not, not going to be liked by everybody. You're not unless you're in the mushy middle. People are either going to love you or you're, they're going to hate you in this type of situation. It's there are not a lot of people that just kind of don't have an opinion. People love to have opinions about things like this. And
1: I find that people that are more unhappy have bigger opinions. Totally. So my my view on people being douchey or being intentionally crappy or turdy. Turdy is that there are already unhappy people who are already projecting. Yeah. And and they're judging because um, they're insecure and feel like they're always being judged. And Mm -hmm. so they're, so if you could take that perspective though, about people in general, like Mm -hmm. people who are being turds, people who are unhappy, people who are judgy, if you could actually, and this is, I think you and I have had enough conversation about this, that if you could take the position that the reason they're like that is because they're actually insecure and unhappy themselves, mm-hmm. then you don't have to care. what you, you can acknowledge it for what it is and you can actually feel empathy for the person because you can think, that's really sad that somebody would feel the need to do that because they're so unhappy. Mm-hmm. Because people who judge are usually your, your, your largest, most significant, unhappy people because they feel like they're being judged all the time mm-hmm. and they project what they are insecure and fearful about.
0: But in the moment when it happens, my recommendation would be to get around people in that event, in that environment, that are incredibly supportive of you as a reminder of just like, this is not everybody. It it can feel like that. It can feel you can make it worse. And then all of a sudden, if one person says it, the rest of your night can be ruined because you feel like everyone's kind of looking. It it is not about you. People really probably don't even care that much, but it feels like it in the moment. So find your people.
1: Well, it's like walking up on stage when you're not confident, and all of a sudden you freeze. You think, "Oh my gosh, everyone's looking at me." When most people are thinking, you know, they're. I need
0: whatever. to answer an email or yeah. do whatever so, they're doing.
1: So I, I think I think uh, I think the the best advice that we've learned through this is prepare yourself to immediately go to empathy for the person who's doing that, because then you can relax and say, you know, basically, it's like I'm really sorry that you you know, you can feel like I'm really feel bad for this person because they're just miserable and and they're projecting and they're trying to get it. They're actually trying to get attention for themselves. Right. They're stealing a moment to try to get attention from themselves because they're so insecure inside that Mm -hmm. they're judging and they're lashing out because of their own personal issues. So if you if you allow yourself to feel that way about that encounter, when they're doing it in a turdy way, you can just feel bad and, and do and handle it the same way you do with a person that does it accidentally. Laugh. <laughs> There's nothing worse that makes somebody mad when they're trying to make you upset uh-huh. than when you laugh at them. So I, I think generally. When you should
0: entirely diffuse it and don't react. Well, yeah, but
1: I'm, I'm not saying like, ha, ha, ha. I'm, but if you go, ha, ha, No, no, I'm Natalie. I'm his fiance. And, and you're, you Bitch. practice this, you know, practice, it's role play, right? Like if there's things that make you react a certain way emotionally, mm-hmm. practice it with your spouse and then role play. You and I did that. We went through these things and said, how should we deal with it here? Cause at first we weren't really good about it. I, oh. I admit that we'd let it affect us and we'd be like, we'd be irritated. Just, you just by feel it or,
0: insecure. You feel fragile early on. You feel insecure. It's something that it's your worst fear of what people are thinking And for me being the young one and looking like the daughter, I'm sure you feel like you're creepy and I feel like I don't belong. So both of us have different sets of insecurities that come with that comment. And early on, it's very hard to just pull yourself out of it. And it took us a while to learn the art of this. And I really do feel like it's an art. Like it just takes practice. You can't let the first time falling off make you stop writing and practicing and doing what you want to be doing yeah
1: and i I prepare yourself just be prepared and understand it could come either way and then don't live in the fear and insecurity because what you said is what i just said about the person who is doing it if you're already playing that out in your mind over and over and over and then it happens you're like i knew it and then you have this explosive reaction to a situation that that if you were completely oblivious or prepared for it, and then it happened, you'd be like, "Oh," and then you'd move on, right? You and I
0: can now laugh, like we'll squeeze each other's hand, give each other a kiss, be like, "Whatever."
1: Or I'll be more the aggressor. So when someone comes up in a situation, I'll say, "Hey, everybody, have you met my fiance, Natalie?" And I'll and I'll and I'll I'll introduce you if I think if I know because I can kind of when you're in a crowd where you can kind of see those kind of people, why not play? Why not have actually switch it on and have fun with it? Like I think that's another tactic that you can take.
0: Let's talk about that. That after we get to the third but before we do that
1: one thing you said I don't want somebody to forget it okay um, what is it find your allies oh yes so one of the things that we did early on is identify the groups of people that we that loved us mm. and we could connect with in a personal relationship with. And then we would be intentional when we'd go to these events and go to places to sit by them and be with them and sit with them at dinner. And, 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 and what would happen is you fortified around you. You had people that loved us and cared for us. And if you're walking into an environment with strangers, you don't know them. You just have to handle that a little differently. Um, and you know people you don't know come and do that to you you just you know, i'd say treat it the same way you would with a stranger laugh at them and you know and don't let it ruin your night right because people are always trying to ruin somebody else's thing because they're unhappy with their own thing mm-hmm. that's the first rule i think i think
0: one other thing on this and i keep talking about future podcasts about this when it comes to making friends and keeping friends and picking friends when it comes to picking your allies i would i would caution people there with this. When you're picking those people, don't err on the side of not having anybody at all than picking somebody that you're not sure is an ally, but you just want a security blanket in that moment. Yeah. Because that is going to end up making you so much more insecure. And I made that mistake many times. and. I ended up feeling far more insecure because the the moment that you leave, the moment that you're not there, you're worried of how much they're going to undermine everything that you just felt confident about. Yeah. Um,
1: and sometimes they can come across like they're friends and then they talk about you behind your back. And, yeah. And,
0: and you don't like know that. if you have that feeling. And the only way that I can say that is if you have the gut feeling, trust it. You don't need to validate it. You don't need to blow up relationships in order to, to know or not know but when you're picking your allies i would caution you do not pick people that you're even remotely questioning if they're going to be
1: loyal loyal yeah Yeah.
0: just don't just i think
1: i think it's a good and also always handle yourself at the so so here's here's one thing i never had to worry about with you but i've seen it maybe with some of the other people we've been around in other situations um It's like that show you like to watch the Housewives show you know and they have all this drama right they love the drama Uh well don't be one of those people when you're in different environments so that other people don't think they can set you up in the next environment so be strong be consistent have a dialogue in your own mind role play with your significant other be prepared to handle things Because the more sophisticated you come into the situation, the more strength you can carry with you into that situation, the less people will conspire or think about setting you up because you handle yourself the right way, right? And they'll respect that. And I think that you've brought a lot of that. Like, I've never had to worry, even though the age difference, Mm -hmm. I can put you into any situation with any level of person. And I have utmost confidence that you can handle yourself Mm -hmm. and exemplify both yourself, and me, but us together in a relationship. So I would say build that strength into each other's partnership, into your partnership, and then have each other, be there to support each other. And then when something does happen, you know, if there's a signal or something you can give your significant other to say, we need a little space, and then you can go out and blow off some steam and then regroup. But don't don't let them see you sweat. Don't want to make you sweat. Don't let them see you panic. Like, don't give people that, no. that ability. And the people who are just, you know, are trashing you behind the scenes and everything, just it find people that you love spending time around and you can care about that can care about you and just dismiss yourself from people don't
0: search at it all. if you search for those things you are going to find them yep. there are going to be people in your life that question the decisions that you're making whether it's about age gaps or anything else if you are doing anything outside the box whether it's creating a podcast putting stuff out on social having a uh, an Instagram post anything that you are doing that goes outside the confines of traditional, average, normal things that people do. There will be people, even your closest of friends, that might question or just have a conversation that you could get your feelings hurt by. Don't go looking for the things that people are saying. Just like, just, yeah, just don't.
1: On. Look, man, you only have one life. You pick somebody that you want to spend time with.
0: That's the other thing I want to say. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but what I do want to say on this is, guys, this might sound like... It is overkill, what we're talking about. I mean, role-playing before you go into social environments. It, it might sound like we just way overthink this, but I would challenge your thinking to understand what the bigger picture is. If you cannot feel comfortable and master social settings, you as a couple will not achieve what you want to achieve in the way that you want to achieve it. You just, you won't. You will always be scared and and pull back in those moments when you need to push forward. And if you're pulling back there, you will pull back in other areas. Yep. You need to figure out how to master this, how to feel confident and amazing. And like you are on top of the world in these social settings. So if, if it comes to role play, if it comes to just practicing and practicing and practicing and being uncomfortable, just do it so that it doesn't hold you back in other areas. And it never
1: hurts. Like we have se- we have several couples that we've gotten to be really close to mm-hmm. that have the same age gap relationship. They might be at different ages, but they mm-hmm. have the same age gap relationships. Here's the beautiful thing about life. You can go make your friends and you draw to what you focus on. If you're going to be focusing on the people that are saying things about you, talking about you, you're going to find more of them. If you're focusing on the people that you can inspire to be like and who are examples to you and you focus on finding them, you'll find them. Mm. And I think where you put your mindset, you're gonna find more of and, mm. I, and and my encouragement would be, look for people that inspire you and that are great examples to you and forget about the rest because this life's too short, you don't live long enough, you sh- have the right to pursue your personal, professional, financial, and happiness goals, like mm-hmm. somebody else, the only people that try to pull that away from you are people who are miserable, unhappy, insecure, fearful, judgmental. And I just say, like you and I, don't even if, if we know anybody that's like that at this point, we won't. Eat, we'll be nice to them because we feel bad for them actually because they're miserable people, but we don't spend an ounce of time worrying about them anymore.
0: We have stopped offering to spend time with those people. Yeah. It just isn't gonna happen. Not gonna waste the time. No. If it happens and their social settings were. And will always be nice up,
1: because we wanna hold ourselves up to a higher. Certainly. And people can change. People, people can
0: absolutely change. And, and maybe that's a way to wrap that back into the whole Is she your daughter conversation? If somebody asks you that and they are malicious. Maybe they'll come around. And quite a few people who very early on judged us have come back to you or me and said, I'm sorry for doing yeah, this. I
1: see why you guys love each other.
0: Yes. Like they, they have come. They have made it full game. circle. It is a long freaking game. Yeah. Though.
1: And if it's worth it, then then invest in the long game. Don't, yes. don't let it take your moments.
0: It might take a couple we, moments. Like look, Let's be honest. Talk- it might take a couple moments.
1: But the point, the reason we're talking about this is because we went through it. Oh. We, we didn't start where we're at right now. Never. We're trying to give confidence to people that you can end where we're at right now, right? Yeah, and
0: we still have so much further to go because we're we are just we are yeah, just we're coming beginning. into it. Like we're just That's starting, right. but uh, this is a big piece of where I find confidence now and being successful now is my confidence is my ability to have feel like I've got this down. Like this is this feels normal, this feels okay to me in, in many ways that it, I never thought it would. And I always thought that I was gonna feel a certain way about it.
1: Well, one thing for sure, it sure builds uh, internal strength and fortitude in uh, us as people. And then when we go apply that to other areas of our life, we're really good at what we're doing in the other areas because we don't have that fearness, we don't, we're fearless. Mm-hmm. And I think it's made us better people in general working through these issues because we've we've found a strength that we can apply everywhere it's
0: a general principle in life for us we just applied it in social situations where we were addressing our age gap but run towards the things that you're fearful of because if you don't run towards those things the other things will absolutely you will hesitate in moments when you don't need to hesitate and you need to actually act quickly and make split-second decisions with confidence
1: and then and then the people who try to tear you back won't find those opportunities so they'll give up because they'll be bored with you and they'll go move on to weaker targets probably true yeah
0: because they're gonna be unhappy anyway
1: so now we're on the, the other category which is the, the how do aggressive
0: you... oh oh, oh. okay gotten, yeah remember let's... there's
1: the aggressive people too yeah
0: i don't want to talk about this one for too long because i don't know how many people get this and i i want to get to how you can yeah but i'm talking about
1: aggressive like sometimes people will look at you and go oh or they'll roll their eyes. It's as something as simple as that. Or they'll
0: actively talk to people that are friends with you and They'll actively shit.
1: go and try to talk crap about you behind your back. Mm-hmm. Those, those are the turd equivalents. Uh, but those are miserable people. So you know how I handle that? When I have a friend that comes and says, man, such and such is kind of talking trash about you guys. I go, well, of course they're talking trash about us. They're probably, whoever they're talking to now is probably talking trash about you because they're miserable turds and that's how they feel. Like, they're unhappy people, so they're going to talk trash because they don't have anything positive to talk about, so... Like, I, I just call it for what it is. Like, oh, yeah, well, let me ask you a question. When you were having that conversation and they talk trash about us, what positive things do they say about any other aspects of their life? Because <laughs> there isn't any. Mm-hmm. Miserable people are miserable. And the reason they defer and deflect to other people is because they're insecure and fearful and don't feel accomplished with themselves. And so they defer and deflect. Mm-hmm. And, and I think having that confidence to know when people are actively out Doing things to undermine it's because of them. They're projecting themselves into the situation. Just pull yourself out of it.
0: And for me, acknowledgement is huge. If somebody can come back to me and acknowledge that they have done this and say, I've changed my mind or I've changed my thinking, like all is forgiven, all is forgotten. Happen. We've had that happen. Yep. But what I would like to say is, in that process, I am the type of person I am not going to support your business I'm not going to support your ideas I'm not going to do anything actively that puts good energy towards you like the energy is just severed there's 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 no connection if they don't come back if they don't acknowledge yeah you just like once that happens like
1: it's pruning the tree you cut the limb let something fresh grow
0: yeah Hmm, I like that Uh, That's happening. But if they
1: circle back, which they have, and they've said we were wrong or we apologize or whatever, then no harm, no foul. Like everybody's got to, everyone has to start somewhere and end somewhere. And lots of stuff happens in the middle. Mm -hmm. So everyone has different things happening in their life too. And if somebody is generally in a, in a pressure situation in any aspect of their life, they're looking for indicators to try to make themselves feel better by projecting their unhappiness across the spectrum of anything they can find, right? Mm-hmm. But then if they all of a sudden find themselves back into strength and they're doing great, they might recognize, oh, my gosh, when I was in that weak moment, I talked trash about you or something. Mm-hmm. You, you just go back and fix it. Just say, yeah, I'm sorry or whatever and move on. And, and people will think bigger of you if you acknowledge it and you move forward with it course and i think we think bigger of people but back to the the aggressive ones because we didn't finish the aggressive ones all right let's so we've had people actually physically come up and try to intervene in in our relationship what i would say is uh, you do the same thing you do to the person that's a stranger. You laugh. I remember the one guy that tried to fight with me, and he yelled at me, if her mom knew she was with you, and I said, hey, I put my arm around him and said, hey, let's call her mom right now. We'll do FaceTime. And he just didn't even know what to say. Like, it just stopped him in I his mean, tracks. we were
0: at a nightclub, and yeah. I think everybody might have been a little bit intoxicated, but no. this guy was rather aggressive uh, and didn't know the context of our relationship and just decided to shame us, especially Brandon for being with somebody that was so young. I think he just wanted to dance with me.
1: Me too. I don't blame, (laughs) you know, that's where you got to have grace. I don't blame him. I wanted to dance with
0: you. Well, there you go. All right. So let's go on the opposite. Instead of talking about the defensive, let's talk about the offensive tips for how you prevent that awkward moment from happening. For me, my very first one and our go-to is to dress similarly. Mm -hmm. I think it's very hard now for people to mistake you and I being.
1: In a relationship.
0: Yes, because we dress very similarly. We have matching jewelry. Uh... Hey, guys,
1: here's a tip. Here's a tip. In every situation, when you walk in the room, hold your beautiful lady's hand. Oh. That's a tip.
0: That's a novel one. Because people
1: immediately see you holding their hand. I think it's easy to get lost in the moment. Hold their hand. Show them some love. That was beautiful. It's true. I found out it works. There you go. Everyone sees it. They see you holding hands immediately. They get it. Is that why you hold my hand?
0: I thought you just hold my hand because you you. loved me.
1: But I know it's a security thing. If I take your hand and walk in a room with you, Mm. people know we're together.
0: Because normally, I have to be honest, the moments before holding my hand, you're normally hitting my hand because I hold my purse on the wrong side. And (sighs) then I can't hold his hand. Girls, here's a tip. Hold your Put purse your on the left hand side. Purse
1: on the opposite side of the hand your man's holding.
0: Of the of the hand your man has open that your man wants to hold, of the the side the you're walking you're with your holding. man on. Yeah. Put
1: it on the opposite side of the hand your man's holding.
0: This is a good story. The very first bag Brandon ever bought me um, is my favorite bag. Law of diminishing returns happens with bags, as I'm sure some of you know. When you buy your first, when you receive your first nice bag the next bag is never as good as the first one like it's just i learned
1: to buy smaller and smaller bags because then they don't intervene
0: right right but so the first one was a big my favorite it's not even that big but when it's between us like it it flops around and it's big enough to put space between the two of us and it drives him crazy. But it's one of my favorite bags. I, I have it. I'm wearing it right now.
1: Tips. Tips for the ladies. Put the bag on the other arm.
0: Other arm and have bags that are small enough to where it doesn't impede the the. Another love. tip is
1: oh. let the lady hold your arm like you do. You know, just oh, like- run it through and like...
0: That was cute. Do that again.
1: Take the non-bat. T- if you want to hold your bag over here, another trick I have is move to your other side. Uh-huh. And I put your arm through my arm. and I
0: So sweet. Arm. All right. Here, these Sh- no, great listen. tips. No, listen.
1: Walking into an environment. Uh, uh, so be aware. Walking into a social environment where you're meeting people you don't know, mm-hmm. there's a couple different ways you can present yourself. Mm-hmm. I think presenting yourself together makes it unawkward for everybody else because it's obvious you're together. right? And I think dressing a little similarly – Um, having confidence together, and being affectionate, not not overly affectionate, no. but being affectionate, holding a hand or having your arm around them. When you first walk in, it doesn't need to be all night long like you're insecure and you got to tow somebody around. But when you make your presence.
0: ball and chain.
1: When you make your presence, let people know we're here, we're together. And then what I do is I say, have you guys met my fiance? This is my fiance, Natalie. Even a stranger, somebody will introduce. And if there's wives around and somebody says, oh, this is John. John, this is Brandon. I'll say, hey, John, nice to meet you. Hey, everybody, this is my fiance say natalie and i'll let you shake everybody's hand but i make it a point to just address it immediately
0: genius do we have any other tips on this
1: um i got some funny stories (laughs)
0: let's do one story and then we'll wrap her up
1: (laughs) okay everyone we talk about when somebody asks if you're my daughter Mm -hmm. i think for every time that's happened there's been 10 times where i've been called mr workman
0: he hates. They, they this. think
1: they think I'm her dad. So she books all. She uses Open Table and she books all our restaurants. So it's always under Natalie Workman
0: and normally hotels
1: and hotels. So we will come in and they'll say, "Mr. Workman, um, can I can I seat you guys?" And and it drives them crazy. And I'm like, I'm Mr. Dawson. I'm not Mr. Workman. It's pretty funny. But, I've got to the place now where uh, even with that hotels, we'll go we'll check into a hotel and they'll have both our names on it. And for some reason, they'll defer to her name and they'll say Mister Workman, Missus Workman. Here's your and I'll be like I'm or not- our
0: house in Cabo had all of the house plans and all of the like containers for things say the Workman residence.
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't even like. I don't. I don't anyway,
0: we roll we have- with
1: it. Have fun with it. Anyway, it's a it's a cool badass last name. So.
0: We are when we get married, we are debating whether or not Brandon should hyphenate his name.
1: No, there's no debate there. We've we've settled that one.
0: mm, I don't think I think that this is open. We've already
1: hyphenated it's W R R K M A N, and when we get married it'll be D A W S O N.
0: So is that the hyphenation? Where where was the hyphen? Dawson Workman. All right. Well this debate will continue.
1: It's all in the letters.
0: (laughs) This what about work daw? Work, work, orkson, orkson. Uh, orkson. We're going to get another three-star review, so I can tell. <laughs> you're going to make people. So them, should you you're recap? Gonna, you're going to attract what you don't want by continuing to talk about your three-star. Because now everyone's going to give you three stars. I don't just
1: to mess with me. Five-star, yeah. baby. Five-star.
0: Put it out there.
1: Hey, Five. So, hey,
0: what? Why are you paying me? Hey. Hey.
1: So let's tell your listeners.
0: Our listeners. Listen up. Uh, are are you going to talk? Okay, Confidence. Confidence
1: practice. Don't find yourself in awkward situations. Prepare for it and be confident with it. And you found each other and you love each other. Mm. Go with that. Don't let other people take away the beauty of what you're experiencing. And those that do, get them out of your life and ignore them.
0: And just roll with it. Is she your daughter? No, but she could be. It's funny. It is funny. All right. That wraps another episode of the Age Gap Realness Podcast. Thanks for having
1: me on the show. We
0: would love a five-star review or a review with your comments. And be honest with us. We're looking for, for comments. We're looking for your feedback. We want to know what you think and any topics that you're interested in. Yeah, so please, I think the fun
1: one is you have people writing in what topics they want to talk about. Yes, I do. And they have to – I think we should discuss the topic and tell a funny story. So I think they get both our, our thoughts about the topic. Okay. And we have to apply one funny story if it applies. I like I it. that'd be fun.
0: Way to go. Yeah. Do you want to take over the show? Do you, want to be the co- nope, nope. Do you want to be the host? I'm your guest. All right. Okay. Well, until next week, guys, make it a good one.
1: Have a great week. Do you think that was a good show, Will?
0: <laughs> Every time.